0: Hey, what's up, friends? Grant Baldwin here. So good to have you here with us today for another episode of the Speaker Lab podcast. Now, this is our continuation of our series where I'm going to be introducing each member of our amazing leadership team. And I'm excited to be kicking things off today with our director of sales, Mr. Sam Hill. Now, Sam has been a pivotal part of the growth over the past few years here at TSL. And uh, just does an amazing job working with our enrollment advisors and uh, just bringing his expertise to the table of helping them to connect with and enroll new students into our programs. And so much of what we do here at the Speaker Lab really depends upon the people, the relationships and the the platform that we're able to offer to our students. And Sam and his team have done a great job bringing the right students into our program. We don't accept anybody and everybody, but we want to make sure that the students that we work with are the ones that we know we can get results, the ones that are there to do the work. And Sam and his team do a great job of that. Uh, In this episode and conversation, Sam's going to be peeling back the curtain of what it means to be the director of sales. He also is going to provide some insight that's going to benefit all speakers at all stages of their career and remind us of why sales and marketing reward those who take action. We're also going to talk about uh, our commitment to meeting a market needs, why we celebrate our clients' successes and the importance of mindset whenever it comes to sales. So a lot of enlightening, actionable pieces here for everyone. So uh, let's get right into it. Here's my conversation with Sam Hill on finding success in sales. Enjoy. Hey, what's up, friends? Graham Baldon here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. Good to have you here with us today. Today, we're going to be chatting with uh, our director of sales here at the Speaker Lab. We're going to be talking uh, with my buddy Sam Hill. Uh, he is the uh, one of the, the the many people behind the curtain here at uh, what we do at the Speaker Lab, and excited to, uh, to to bring him to the uh, the audience today. So, Sam, how are you today, my friend?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. This yes. is going to be fun.
0: Yeah, for sure. This is something that we've been at. We've been talking with a few different people on the team, uh, people that make up the, the the leadership team here at the Speaker Lab. So uh, I mentioned your director of sales. What does that mean? What does that look like? What are you doing on a day-to-day basis with the team?
1: Totally. So I'm in charge of enrollments. You know, I, I like to think of people, process, and product. And when I think of people here, My first thought is our prospects and our clients and our goal uh, with our sales team is to try to help speakers break through and really get momentum and getting booked and paid. That's what they all want. That's why they want to talk to us. And so that's the first uh, group that I'm always thinking of. And the second group is our team. And that is uh, our sales advisors that we call enrollment advisors and making sure that we've got really awesome core value uh, salespeople advisors that are able to help those clients break through in their business, which starts, which starts on just a, a strategy session call and figuring out what their current roadblocks are, where they're trying to get to and things like that. So uh, that, that's people, right? Process is the process that we use to get those clients enrolled. And that goes all the way from our strategy sessions, even back to our training with our enrollment advisors on how to think client first. Uh, how to walk through an actual session that benefits the client. We try to solve problems right there on the call, Mm -hmm. knowing and trusting that there's a lot of clients that are going to want to just do it with us versus try to go do it themselves. That's why they called us anyway, you know? Um, And that's really the process that we try to stick with. We try to go, as I say, less pizzazz and more process, just meaning our, the, the way that we enroll clients here is not about razzle dazzle and a quick pitch, and you know, goofy, whatever. It's just a real conversation uh, and a challenge for um, speakers to take action on, on their dreams, right? Um, and then the product is actually twofold. The product is what you typically think of, you know, it's making sure that our product fits the market needs. And it's just actually what will help them uh, hit their targets once they enroll with us. And then also our product is just um, kind of the conversations that we have on on the sales side uh, as enrollment advisors. That, that's kind of uh, the thing that we baby, you know, and really care about every day is the, the type of conversations that we're having. So um, people process product on, on the front side of enrollment is what I'm all about.
0: You have, uh, you've been around at the, within the company for uh, several years now. And, and I think we got connected initially through a mutual friend who uh, I, I was asking this mutual friend, like, hey, we need some help on, on some sales stuff. We had, um, hadn't really hired any sales reps or anything like that. And then when we started in that, started down that road, then uh, this mutual friend had connected us and you were kind of doing some consulting and some, some stuff here and there at the beginning. And then uh, as the business grew and as things continued to progress, then you took on a, a bigger and bigger role. So, uh, I'd be curious, like from your perspective, since you've seen the business evolve and change and grow, um, you know, when you would have started, there would have been, you know, uh, a handful of people on the team. Now we've got uh, over 20 people on the team. So, kind of what's it been like for you to kind of see how things, people, process, and product have all evol- evolved and shifted uh, within the Speaker Lab?
1: Wow. Yeah. Time flies. It, it's kind of crazy to think about um, how fast time has gone by. And we yeah. started with, you know one or two enrollment advisors and now we've got uh, a lot of them so i think that the scope of our offer has really evolved to the market needs i think that's been one of the unique things about being here is like any market it doesn't just stay the same you know the needs change and evolve and what a couple of years ago was really more on the tr- more on the content side more more closely i would say more close to a, a course ish, right, has now evolved over the course of several iterations in a couple of years, obviously, didn't happen overnight, into a real platform. You know, and when I use the word platform, uh, I think about it as something that speakers can stand on and build their entire business on. And uh, and so we are not just information, you know, and, and actual course material. Uh, we've really evolved into uh, a full-fledged elite coaching company and were there to help speakers not just have the information they need to get booked and paid, but also be able to bounce things off of uh, speakers that are in the trenches actually doing it. I think that's one of the amazing things about the Speaker Lab is that it's not theory. You know, that I think there's a lot of companies out there that just build around the guy or the gal, you know, the, the, the figurehead, if you will, and that would have been really easy to do with you Grant, but you've done a great job of um, empowering the team and growing a real team and a real company and a real platform. And so I just think it's incredible that our clients get to interact with speaker coaches who are actually doing speaking. They're, yeah. they're in the trenches doing it. And it's super unique um, and, and all different types of niches, too. It's not, like, it's not like people have to do it one way when they come into our platform. We've got proven systems and strategies but we really help speakers be who they want to be and find their own voice um, and, and move forward. So, yeah, I just think it's become a platform. And obviously, we're as, as we were talking earlier with some of the enrollment advisors, we're, we like to say 80% business, 20% speaking, just meaning that it's not like speaking is not important. But most people aren't getting booked and paid, not because they're not passionate about their niche or because they don't know what to talk about or anything like that. It's because they don't know the business side. And they don't know how to generate um, opportunities for themselves. And so the way the platforms developed into just a a huge uh, marketing engine, lead generation engine, um, you know, you name it, even down to helping with marketing assets, you know, it's it's just crazy. It's it's become big.
0: What is uh What do you think people would be surprised about uh of of working here? What is similar or different than what you had uh, expected? Because like we were like you're just saying like it, it started with it, it was just a handful of us, and the business has certainly uh, evolved and grown significantly. And, and um, there's a lot of moving pieces there, and we have a lot of, of people on the team. And so, what is um uh What do you enjoy most about being here? Or what is something that people may not realize uh, of what it's like to to be a part of the Speak Lab?
1: Two things jump out. Uh, well, I'm gonna say, Actually, I'm going to say three. Uh, one is we truly celebrate client successes. I mean, it's, it's the real deal in terms of how, when we hear that speakers are getting booked and paid, everyone high fives and we get fired up about it. It's truly why we exist. Um, So just client celebrations is awesome. It feels good to see the full end to end. Hey, they start as a prospect. They had this huge roadblock in front of them or multiple roadblocks. And then here they are, you know, two months later, three months later, six months later, whatever. And they're getting booked and paid and they've broken through. And it's just like, hey, that's from end to end, from them booking a call to talking to an enrollment advisor to getting on coaching calls to, you know, boxing with some of our coaches. Boom! They've got a result, you know. So that's that's really awesome. Uh, The second thing is that it's just really fun. I send more gifts (laughs) uh, (laughs) over over Slack and Boxer and uh, Speaker Lab communications than any other area of my life, including my personal friends. And uh, I don't know how many gifts I send per day, but it's it's a lot. A lot. It's substantial. It's substantial. Goofing off, high-fiving, celebrating different things. I mean, it's just legitimately super, super fun. Uh, Rarely actually feels like work, um, which is awesome because we spend a ton of our lives working. So you might as well really, really enjoy it and have fun or really be miserable. Um, So we really have a blast here. And then the third thing is that you have developed a culture of letting people lead. And I think that's one of the main reasons why the organization has grown so fast and made such an impact in the industry is because you empower everyone from the leadership team all the way to enrollment advisors, all the way to coaches, customer support, anyone and everyone at the company to lead. And you don't micromanage. um, As a result, the leadership team, including myself, like we don't micromanage. And we're about client success and we're about results. And I think when you empower leaders, it creates exponential results fast. When you centralize leadership and everything has got to be, you know, well, go talk to Grant, go bounce it off. I mean, it's just a total log jam. And so I think it's a reflection that you're a humble guy and you don't know all the answers and neither do I, you know, even even on one of our um, recent enrollment advisor meetings. I mean, I was telling you that, there would have been a time when we were younger where everyone would have asked me for the answer. Whereas now we've built a team and sure, I can help on lots of different sales items with the team for sure, but it's even more valuable and more fulfilling to see the enrollment advisors help each other because we've empowered them as leaders and they've taken ownership of their area. Uh, And that ultimately, you know, starts with you. So, and I think everyone, I think everyone wants to lead Even if they don't want to be like a front facing leader, that's not even what I mean. I just mean that people want to be in charge of what they're doing in their own destiny and people don't like to be micromanaged. You know, people want to really lead out in the open. And I think that Speaker Labs easily, you know, a a huge opportunity for people to do that.
0: That's very cool. Uh, let's shift gears for a second. So you are the uh, the, the wizard on all things sales, and uh, have a ton of experience with sales, and have sold in a variety of different capacities. Uh, selling is one of those things that is really, really intimidating for a lot of people, and especially when it comes to speakers. Because if you are, if you're selling some type of prod, uh, uh, product or or, or uh, gadget or widget or whatever it may be, uh, it's easy to kind of disassociate yourself from that. That hey, do you do you want this water bottle? Yes or no? Uh, and and here's the different bells and whistles and the features and benefits of this water bottle. But when it comes to uh, being a speaker, you're, you're ultimately selling yourself, which can be in, uh, intimidating. and can feel a, a sense of rejection. So what would you say to speakers who are just intimidated by sales? And just like, I just, uh, for so many speakers, like, I just want to put up a website. I just want to put up a video and I just sit back and I hope that people magically find me. Uh, uh, what would you say to them who are just overwhelmed or intimidated by sales?
1: A lot of things. <laughs> I would say a lot of things to them in, in, in no particular order. The first thing actually that I would say to somebody is that the great thing about sales and the great thing about marketing is that it rewards those who just take action. I said earlier, it's not about pizzazz, it's about process. And one of the things I mean by that is in sales, it can have the sort of, a, a, you know, elusive uh, tag to it that, You've got to become some master negotiator, some master closer and all this kind of stuff. And all those things are important, you know, uh, for sure. And you can grow in all those areas. But I mean, the reason I got into sales is because I wasn't a great uh, student growing up. And I share that as a part of my story. And sales became a a place for me to really have purpose with my life, where sales rewards action and, and, and hustle. And it doesn't care about, you know, your, your previous experiences. It doesn't care if you're a world-class speaker or a brand new speaker doesn't care what your GPA was, doesn't care if you have a book, it cares if you're willing to hustle, you know? And so I would just say to any speaker, whether you're brand new or you're established and you're trying to get more book gigs, the great news is that if you take action and actually reach out to people, make contacts, which we can talk more about, um, you, you will see results you know, you absolutely will see results. So you just got to go for it. I think a lot of speakers, you know, was uh, Salesforce says that uh, speakers spend on average about 70% of their time on admin work, right, on a daily basis. That's from about 9am to 2pm, to put it in real concrete perspective. Um, And the reason why they do that is because they're afraid. They're putting off the, uh, the, the, most important thing, which is marketing themselves. Um, so the great thing is that if you truly want to get booked and paid and you're willing to hustle and actually make contacts, uh, you can get booked and paid. You don't have to be world-class. You don't have to have a book, et cetera, et cetera. You know, um, you just got to be willing to go for it. Yeah. And just, and just like, don't, I think a lot of people have that imposter syndrome, you know, like they're just afraid to, to believe in themselves, you know, and you've really, you've really got to go for it. Like your market needs you. That's the thing about, that's so amazing with us. We talk to so many people on these calls. I mean, I don't know how many, like thousands a quarter, you know, across all of our normal advisors. And it's like, nobody, rarely is. does somebody have a passion problem. You know, most people we talk to, they are passionate about their particular niche or industry. Most people are truly an authority, whether they realize it or not. And when I say authority, I just mean that if I went to Starbucks with them, they could talk to me about their thing for like an hour and a half with no notes, no problem. And probably blow my mind with all this information. Um, And so uh, a lot of people don't really know how to harness that uh, and then go out and and put themselves out there, you know, in front of people. It's not, you got to be showy, you know, and when you market, same thing about marketing, it's just like, it's about building relationships and contacts with people and giving them value. And when you do that, you know, they're, they're going to want to work with you.
0: So, and you, one thing you kind of touched on there is I think people almost have like a misunderstanding perhaps of what sales is or sales just always has like a negative connotation to it that it felt feels, it feels sleazy. It feels like it's, um, a, uh, you know, the used car salesman, uh, stereotype. Uh, and it feels like, well, I don't, I don't want to be that to other people. I don't want people to perceive me as that, but, Um, selling is ultimately just, it's, it's, it's offering a solution. It's helping someone solve a problem that they already have. So can you talk a little bit about that, of of how speakers can maybe reframe in their mind what sales is and that, uh, people, um, what's the expression? People don't love to be sold to, but they love to buy. And so when you have a, a problem, uh, that, and someone's bringing a solution to the table, like you, you welcome that you look forward to that. And it's not a, it can be a very, very positive experience.
1: Totally. Well, the first thing that that speakers have to come to grips with is that everyone is selling all the time. (laughs) You know, my my kids are selling me on why they should go to bed later and and get, you know, ice cream or whatever. Um, There's a lot of speakers that have sold themselves uh, a a bill of goods that, you know, they can't do it. They can't get booked and paid. There's not a market for them um, you know, whatever it is. So that in and of itself is a sale, you know, you've bought into something. If you think that sales is bad or whatever, you've already been sold, you know, but, but sort of semantic, uh, uh, semantics aside, I think that when you come to grips with, Hey, people actually want problems solved. You know, I I always tell our Roman advisors, like we all know where the headache medicine is every single one of us. And so when we get a headache, everyone knows where their Advil is. Everyone knows where their Tylenol is or whatever they can go to. They know exactly what cabinet it is. It's in their purse. It's in their car, whatever. And they go and they get it. People want problem solved. They want to get past roadblocks. They want to grow. They want to break through. And all sales is, is helping people see the connection on how what you have to offer uh, can help them overcome their roadblocks and their and their pains. Um, And when you're doing that, it actually doesn't feel like you're really selling. It's more helping. It's more problem solving, uh, challenging, very similar to coaching. You know, we have to coach a lot of prospects over there. Some of these fears we're talking about, you know. Um, So, yeah, if if you can look at sales more from a helping coaching perspective, um, then it makes a huge difference.
0: Hey, friends, I got a question for you. Considering where you are in your speaking journey, what are your next steps to take your speaking career to the next level? If your answer is, I I have no idea or I have too many ideas, I don't know where to start, let me give you what I believe is the best next step that you can take. I want you to book a call with the Speaker Lab team today over at thespeakerlab.com slash coach. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash coach to see if our personalized coaching program is right for you. We have helped literally thousands of speakers from all over the world find and book more speaking gigs, and we'd love to see if we could help you as well. Our personalized coaching program features done for you websites, done for you demo videos, weekly coaching calls, access to all of our educational content. We find speaking leads specifically for you and so much more. You've got the talent, you've got the drive. Let us give you the plan to execute. All you got to do is book your call today by going to thespeakerlab.com slash coach. Again, that is the speakerlab.com slash coach. How much of sales is the 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 process part of it versus how much of it is the the mental side of it? Because you can have you know, you, we, we can tell speakers, here's exactly what you should say, and here's how you should follow up. And here's the process that you should follow. But if they don't believe that it's possible for them, or again, if they have the, the, the self-doubt and imposter syndrome, that's louder than the voice of confidence that they can actually do this, you know, they'll never really do anything. So how important is the mental aspect of selling?
1: The mental aspect is huge, Uh, like expectations are everything, you know? And so I think when a lot of people think about sales, like I said, a few minutes ago, they think about like negotiations, and secret talk tracks and, you know, wave your hand, Jedi mind tricks, like, you know, get people to buy your thing or hire you or whatever. And don't get me wrong, like there are negotiation tactics and there are ways to overcome objections. But so much of sales is not about art. It's about science, which should be a real sigh of relief to everyone, including me. You know, it's, it's, it's more about science and less about art. Uh, And and I'll give you some stats just to kind of encourage, you know, people that are listening. I I mentioned Salesforce stat a few minutes ago. Most people spend 70% of their time on admin, non-income producing activities. If you would just spend that time uh, building a pipeline, making contacts, emailing leads, calling leads, texting leads, offering them lead magnets and things like that, uh, you'd see immediate, you know, impacts and uh, immediate results. Um, A few other stats You know, 48% of all leads never get a follow-up touch of any kind after the initial contact, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. It just means that, yeah, I mean, it's just like, wow. So every other lead, basically, right? And then only 10% of speakers, like if you're listening, write this down, because I'm going to tell you how to get get in the the top percentage of speakers really fast. (laughs) Uh, Only 10% of speakers make more than three total contacts, on any lead, okay? So if you wanna know how to get into the top tier as a speaker without even getting any better as a speaker, all you gotta do is make more total contacts, right? That's what I was saying about sales a little while ago. I love that sales will honor and reward effort and hustle, not just IQ and talent or whatever. So uh, I'll throw one more out there and and then I'll make it concrete for a second. HubSpot, second biggest CRM in the world, right? Salesforce number one, I gave you a stat from them. HubSpot says that it takes t- 10 plus touches to unlock 90% of a lead's value. Translation is you have no idea what a lead can be worth to you until you're 10 touches deep. That's what that means. So I think what happens with a lot of people is they make a touch or two on a lead, don't get a response or get a, what they perceive to be a negative response. It's like, oh, there we go, game over. And they throw in the towel when really the party's just getting started, you know? And what you need to do is make 10 touches through different channels, not all at once, All obviously, you know, um, build a pipeline for yourself and, and, and start giving value. Uh, the conversation can't just be every time, do you want to hire me? <laughs> you know, when it comes to sales, you've got to have uh, better conversations than that. that. That conversation will come, don't get me wrong, uh, but, but you've got to be willing to make those touches. So I think just to encourage everyone, If you're willing to think uh, carefully about how you follow up with each potential lead that you have, and you're willing to go deep with that lead, like number of touches, like 10 plus touches, and you're willing to vary those touches, add some different value touches in each one, pieces in each each, each one, then you'll see results. And none of that, by the way, requires talent. It all requires just hard work, follow up, you know.
0: Yeah, I can totally echo that from my own experience of when I was uh, speaking, doing 60, 70 gigs a a year, that the reason I was able to book those wasn't because I had some amazing story. It wasn't because I was the world's best speakers. It wasn't because I had any uh, special talent or ability. It's because I had a really good system just to follow up. And just to continue to uh, to keep a long-term perspective, because like you kind of alluded to, a, a lot of speakers have this misconception that uh, I reach out to someone, they don't need a speaker right now, or they're not looking at a speaker right now. And so therefore, uh, it's dead in the water. And so, uh, oh, well, m- maybe sometime in the future, they'll think of me. And it doesn't work like that. You know, you, you have to have this, this long-term perspective that just because they don't need a speaker today doesn't mean that they're never going to need a speaker. And maybe they're going to start reviewing speakers three months from now, and you want to be, Top of mind, three months from now, whenever they get to that point. Um, right before you and I hopped on here, started recording, we were talking about uh, a one of our students who I had actually recorded with just prior to this. And and uh, one of the things he had mentioned was uh, how much of like how much of speaking is just planting seeds, and you're just planting seeds, planting seeds, planting seeds, and you may not see uh, you may not see what's happening beneath the surface, but that doesn't mean nothing's happening, and you have to continue to follow up and follow up and follow up and have this long-term perspective that if you keep showing up and you keep following up, that eventually you're going to start to see some of those results. So how can you help us kind of like maybe shift our mindset from, I reached out to someone and... Uh, they're not looking to buy today, but that doesn't mean that they're never going to buy. So how should we approach that or think about that differently versus, well, they didn't buy, so therefore there's no potential there versus, no, no, have a long-term perspective that there's a lot of opportunity here. You just have to keep following up.
1: Yeah, great question. Um, and, and just so everyone knows, like you're going to hear more no's than yeses. <laughs> so yeah. this is a critical question right? Like a HubSpot is saying that it takes 10 plus touches. Uh, data is telling us that, you know, most leads never get more than one touch. Uh, uh, most leads don't get more than three touches. So what that, what that, all that data tells you is that the first few touches you're really probably not going to get anywhere. That's what it means, yeah. so the question is, all right, well then what the heck do you do? <laughs> you know, where do you go then? Um, if that's the truth that we can just accept and go, okay, well I'm going to start making touches so that I can get there faster. Um, I think one thing is it's always having stuff to offer, value pieces to offer. Um, you know, a lot of people listening know Eric Green or know of him. I remember a couple of months ago he somehow I, I stumbled across his. Um, he's got like a PDF I think or a, an ebook that's just a really simple um, book about I think like body posture or something like that. So anyway, my point is I like this is a great example of a simple resource. That has to do with what he speaks about that could be given to anyone at any time as a value exchange, so that when you get a sorry, the event's already booked or you know we've already got somebody it's hey, no worries, Keep me in mind for next time. I would love to get you something though that I think would really benefit your audience and you can use it however you want what's the best email address to get you this new free ebook or you know my last talk I did, my demo reel or a blog I wrote, or anything, literally anything, even if that means you got to come up with value pieces, doesn't even have to be elaborate. I'm talking to Eric Green, you all knows a multiple six figure speaker, his is like simple, it's just like so simple. Um, and so I think you always need to be looking to give, not take in sales. That's, that's, that's the secret. Sales is not about closing people down and taking sales is about giving, 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 giving. And when you do that and you challenge people to take action, ask for the opportunity to work with them. uh, They're going to do it eventually because you've given them so much value. So I would uh, establish value assets that you might have of any shape or size. And uh, I would be giving those at all times. Even when you hear, no, Hey, can I, can I still offer this to you? You know, could I still uh, do X, Y, and Z for you? Can I give you this? Could I do a, uh, a free training, you know, before the event, after the event, you know, um, always looking good. It's funny. We were doing a coaching call with the speakers uh, that are our clients recently. And somebody uh, on that call said, Hey, I, I got asked to do this, um, this, this gig. And I really don't want to do it. <laughs> so it like, wasn't, I don't remember what the reason why it was, but it like wasn't their thing. And maybe the, maybe it wasn't paying that well, or it wasn't, it just wasn't what they wanted to do.
0: Yeah.
1: And, uh, and I hope this will be a good illustration. It's like, she's like, Well, what do you think I should do? How do I tell them no? And I was like, Well, I don't know about you and how your pipeline is, but number one, I wouldn't tell them no. I was like, Beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> you know, like I would take the gig uh, unless you're just so full. And I would use that as an opportunity to build, you know, an asset for yourself. And I would say, Hey, look, I don't normally take this opportunity, but I'm gonna go ahead and do it. Um, and then as we say in sales, what's called spin selling, you know, you're, you're spinning social proof into additional opportunities for yourself. So I would spin that opportunity, um, throughout your network. And I'd say, look, I don't really don't do gigs like this, but I'm going to do it. And it's going to be awesome. What I'm going to ask in return is that I can, you know, take a few videos here and there, take a few testimonials here and there. Uh, do you have any problem with that? And of course, you know, very rarely will you get turned down. Um, and, and now they've created, you know, a keystone marketing asset that can be used at all times and create a raving fan, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So you, you have to be an opportunist and you have to uh, be looking to give, you know, opportunities to give. That's what I mean by it. When I say opportunities, you have to be looking for opportunities to give. And when you do that, uh, it creates opportunities to receive, you know,
0: so makes a lot of sense. Let me ask you this. Uh, and then we'll start to wrap up. Uh, for some speakers, the idea of following up feels, um, feels intimidating because we don't want to be annoying. We don't want to pester someone. We don't want to be a pain in the butt. You know, we want to stay top of mind. And so there is that fine line between, um, staying top of mind and being helpful and being kind versus being just a, a pain in the butt and, and just, um, rubbing people the wrong way. So how do we toe that line to stay on, on the good side and ultimately be helpful for what it is that people need?
1: Um, One thing I already mentioned, and that is making sure that you're looking to give, not just, hey, is there opportunity yet? Hey, you know, can I get booked yet? So you can't just call and and have the same thing to say every time, you know, and it's really helpful when you're calling to offer versus um, take. Uh, So I, I, and then also just be, be normal, just be really human, you know, like I think a lot of people, they either get like like, super professionally, you know, just make up that word, super salesy. And they feel like, you know, they've got to act differently when they're trying to to to, you know, get booked and paid. And you really don't. So I just literally mean if you feel like you're annoying somebody, just tell them, hey, Tom, hey, you know, Sally, I don't want to drive you crazy. <laughs> OK, if I am, feel free to tell me. Uh, but I, I like really want, you know, an opportunity. And so what I'm going to do is try to you know give you resources that I think can help your audience and serve where you're at. And if it ever makes sense, you know, it would just be awesome. But if I'm driving you crazy, just let me know. Like, feel free to just have them tell you, hey, call me back next month. Give me a month, you know, or whatever. And then obviously you got to honor your word and their word. Um, So just be really normal. Be human. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you said a few minutes ago, like nobody wants to be sold to, but people love to buy. People love solutions. But just make sure that when you're doing follow-up, you're not being salesy. You're being human. Uh, and you're being normal and you're being down to earth, you know? Um, so I think that's one, another sort of tactical thing that I would offer is to make sure that you vary up the channels, you know, um, a channel is the way that you contact somebody such as, and there's a lot of them like email, phone, text, LinkedIn messaging, direct mail, like, like literally writing the handwritten note, (laughs) um, Bomb Bomb is a software that allows you to send a video message. Mm. Um, Facebook messaging, Facebook friend request, Instagram friend request, Instagram tagging, um, Voxer, uh, Marco Polo. I mean, there's so many channels right now. It's it's kind of you know crazy overwhelming. But I, I, you could literally make a list of ten ch- different channels, um, and then you could just make sure that when you're making contacts that you are mixing up the channels. Right. In other words, ten phone calls is going to feel very differently then two phone calls, two email, two texts and you know whatever. You get my point. Like actually mixing up the channels so it's mm-hmm. going to feel totally different experience. So um so you, you got to make sure that you're making depth of touches, number of touches, right? Like HubSpot says 10 plus, but they can't all be the same. So I'd mm-hmm. encourage you to mix and match the channels that you engage with that are really help
0: that's awesome. Really good stuff, Sam. And, and uh, um, this is the type of stuff that also uh, we're bringing you into the coaching side from time to time. You've, you've hopped on uh, some coaching calls and shared some of the stuff with the students and answered their specific questions. So uh, we may be able to, to get you back over there some more. So um, That's hey, right. Jump on in come on in. Uh, hey, I want you to hear from me like how much I appreciate you, what you do for uh, for the team, for our enrollment advisors, for our students, because you are uh, you are one of the first touches that, um, that students or potential students have with the, the Speaker Lab and, and your team. And we hear from a lot of students who actually even say like, hey, um, you know, I, I didn't join right now for whatever reason, but I had such a good conversation and it was so helpful and yeah. it was so enlightening. Um, and maybe people who are like, hey, I, I'm going to come back in six months or a year. And we've had, those a lot of those people who wait for the the timing to be right or whatever the case may be, and uh, they come back and and say, "Hey, I I had such a good experience talking with um you know the the sales team that and I'm I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to jump in. Uh, and so I just want you to hear from me how much I I appreciate you and and uh, all that you do for uh, for our students and for the for the company.
1: Absolutely, man. Well, it's a it's a blast, and yeah, it's it's pretty fun. You know, rarely do you get people that email in proactively and say. I love talking to your salespeople. I'm so glad I enrolled or I'm going to enroll later. It's like people thanking you. Uh, But that's because we're, you know, we're truly there to serve. So uh, it's just a blast and appreciate you creating a context where uh, we can go client first and serve and uh, have an awesome team and, and lead, man. Thank you.
0: You bet. Thanks for the time, man. We appreciate it. This was a lot of fun.
1: Yep. It's awesome. See you, buddy.
0: All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Speaker Lab podcast. And before you take off, don't forget, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating and review within iTunes. We read every single one of those. It helps it, Helps other people to find the show. Listen, we, we don't charge anything for you to listen to these. We don't have any ads or anything. We do this because we want to serve and support speakers like you. So one small favor we ask of you is that you would leave us some type of rating and review. And again, we really, really do appreciate that. If you're looking for more help, support as a speaker as you build and grow your business at whatever stage you're at, don't forget to check out thespeakerlab.com, thespeakerlab.com. we got a ton of free resources and tools over there. So again, check it out over at thespeakerlab.com. All right, my friends, that wraps up today's episode. We appreciate you hanging out with us. We'll catch you next time. You're awesome.